0: Welcome back to another episode of Who Gives a Who, quarantine style. We're still remote and we're getting better and better, I think, at producing all this great content for you guys. We've got so much coming up too, so many great interviews. But today, we have the COO of Union Omaha, Matt, on talking about some breaking news, some big news, and uh, what's going on. But I am your host, Pierce Corlett, and my co-host, Luke and on the ones and twos, we got the best full name in the business: Patrick, Tyler, Luke. We'll start with you. How are you doing in quarantine?
1: Well, you know it's getting a little bit long, but I have seen seen some fun things. Uh, okay, like you know, what? I, I saw I saw a turkey fly across the road. Oh,
0: jeez! You know, you
1: no, know, considering I live a uh, live in the city, that's kind of kind of nice.
0: I saw. Let's see. The other, I think it was last week. I don't know. I might have mentioned this on the last podcast. I went to a driving range, uh, a golfing driving range, and I trust me, I kept my distance because in a driving range you can keep your distance. So I kept my distance, and I sat. I just wanted to go outside for an hour. That's all I wanted to do. I mean, c- kill me, you know. Fair, it's fair. It's yeah, Pat, did you see anything fun yet?
2: You know, I haven't really seen anything fun, but I've been going through a lot of TV shows, like some movies, and it's, it's actually been kind of nice. What
0: shows are you watching?
2: Um, so I just finished Tiger King, Ooh. which was a wild, wild adventure. Um, and now I've kind of restarted Community. Oh, I need to watch that. I need you to need watch to-
0: that purely on the fact
1: that there's a guy named Pierce on it. Uh, yeah, no, Pierce is probably the worst character on it. And universally huh? accredited as such.
0: Hate, hate, haters gotta hate. Haters gotta hate. Uh, but you know, let's we'll talk. We uh, we interviewed uh Gary Green in a live AMA on our new YouTube channel. So make sure you go check that out. At Who gives a hoot? did you, Luke? How did you think that Gary Green interview went?
1: You know, I thought it was fantastic. Gary was really open. gave us a lot of good information um, going forward about you know the nature of the leagues handling it, um, how he's handling it as a a business owner, the path forward through this no and you know we you get to see uh inside of pierce's house
0: just you get to see the inside of my uh parents basement if you watch if you watch you get to see the inside of my parents basement and uh yeah gary what was interesting a little bit behind the scenes gary green reached out to us that's what, what what amazed me he wants to get out in the community he wants to keep that excitement going he is taking that next step forward that's what impressed me about it
1: yeah, no, I mean that's definitely uh definitely a great thing that Gary's doing. You no, know, he's getting out there for not not only just us, but every team he owns and making sure that they everyone knows that he's a hundred percent behind moving forward with these, which is huge in this environment.
0: So go and watch that on our u- new YouTube channel, uh, Who Gives a Hoot. Speaking of new news, we are now selling scarves. So if you want, go to our Twitter. I'm sure it's probably gonna Pat, is that gonna be the pin tweet you think?
2: It will be the pin 20,
0: we'll yes. we'll pin it on our Twitter go to our twitter w g a h underscore pod and go find fill out the form and put in your information for seventeen dollars you can get a scarf, so make sure you go and uh, sign up and get one while you can while they're still available now on to the matt interview we've got breaking news we have a great conversation a great insight of what to the Union Omaha front office looks like right now Luke. How great was this interview?
1: You know, I, I've always loved talking with Matt and it's always a great time, but this is probably one of the best interviews we've had since quarantine.
0: And I I say at the beginning of the interview, I was sat there and I was like, why am I even, why, why would I even write notes for Matt? Like, it's just natural, easy conversation. The only problem that I have with Matt. Okay. Now big news. He's a Spurs fan. I mean, just that. Just that's just I, I just don't know about that. I don't know if I can trust a CEO of my favorite team being a Spurs fan. I don't know if I can do it as a Chelsea podcast. I would expect you guys having our back, my back.
1: You know, I'm just glad he was not another Chelsea stooge.
0: <laughs> hey, so uh, enjoy the interview, and uh, we'll see. We'll uh, we'll talk about what we have coming up next after Matt's interview. Hey guys, before we get to the interview, I want to talk to you guys about Global Scarves. Global Scarves is the premier supplier of custom soccer scarves, beanies, blankets, and other great fan merchandise. They have the lowest pricing to maximize your fundraising needs and to produce at the highest quality in Europe, where soccer was born. They know the product, and they know what it means to put that scarf on for match day. They work tirelessly to make sure that you are outfitted to support your club. Email Global Scarves now to find out more information on the process or to get a free design mock-up for your group or club at kyleatglobalscarves.com. <laughs> and who gives a hoot would love to welcome on COO of Union Omaha, Matt Homanoff. Now, Matt, let me just walk you through something on my end. For all of these interviews so far, I've had all of these notes ready, all typed out, ready to go. For this one. I don't have any notes because you're just so entrenched with this (laughs) podcast. I've got. We're just gonna let this baby fly. We don't know where we're gonna go, but uh, we're super happy to have you on. It's
3: always great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, now Matt. I mean, obviously, with COVID nineteen taking over all of the news, and that's pretty much anybody all talks about. That's this is it. I mean, what is Union Omaha? what is the front office doing right now to try to combat it and try to keep fans engaged with the union Omaha product?
3: So that's the multi-million dollar question right here. <laughs> um, you know, there's, there's no playbook for this. Uh, there's nothing we can go back to and look and see how other teams have done this because it's never happened before. No one alive has ever experienced anything, uh, like what we are all going through right now. So I, I'll tell you that, um, in virtually every way, it feels like we are building the airplane as we fly it. Uh, we are doing our best to keep our fans engaged, obviously uh, from a distance, um, with uh, social media platforms and as engaging content as we can come up with. We're really trying hard to be creative and fun and interesting uh, with absolute and complete access to our players uh, and their lives and how they're keeping busy and fit during all of this. Uh, We are trying hard to serve our community, uh, and that includes bringing attention to our sponsors and partners, uh, many of whom are small businesses that are struggling just like uh, everyone else during all this, um, as well as uh, larger companies. Uh, And most importantly, we're trying to engage our fans and keep their spirits up uh, because, not a single person I've uh, communicated with in the past three to four weeks uh, hasn't expressed to me some, some feelings of um, anxiety. Uh, I, I'm not going to go so far as, as to say every night, everyone I talk to is depressed, but some days it feels like that. So I think that sports teams have a unique responsibility during all this to keep everyone's spirits up and make sure our eyes are on the light at the end of the tunnel uh, and that we can all picture what it will be like when we can all be together again, celebrating together as a community in front of a packed house at a soccer game or otherwise.
1: Now, Matt, uh, you've been very, very much involved obviously through the preseason, you know, getting everybody at, on the home front, excited about this, getting everybody at the league excited about this. Uh and you just hit that dead end. You no, know, it feels like we were probably going 100 miles an hour and, you know, having to slam on the brakes right there at the end. What has been the one point that you've been able to take away from that, you know, huge ramp up in the preseason and everything that has really kept the team going, kept uh, the drive going through, through this very troubling and you know, difficult time for that outreach?
3: Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I I don't know that I've ever appreciated the importance of quality leadership uh, to the degree I do now. Um, Leaders uh, like Gary Green, like Marty Cordero, our team president, like Jay Mims, our head coach, um, the leaders on the team, the more uh, experienced, mature players that are keeping the younger players' spirits up and and, – and making sure that they all understand how important it is to stay fit and stay active and engaged uh, has really resonated with me over these past three to four weeks. Um, It's impossible to understate how all of this is going to affect play once it does finally resume. Um, So I I am emboldened by the, uh, the idea that we have some great leadership in place. Uh, in what is obviously a brand new team uh, and a brand new group, but one that is not all rookies. Uh, You know, a lot of us come to the table with experience from other teams, uh, other businesses, other walks of life. Um, Obviously, Marty has been uh, president and GM of the Storm Chasers for, um, for over a decade now. Uh, Gary has um, been actively engaged in sports and sports marketing from an ownership perspective for years now. And of course, this isn't Jay's first head coaching job either. Um, so I, I continue to fall back on the fact that we have wonderful leaders in place, people that truly care about the uh, the people they're in charge of. Uh, I heard a great quote the other day, if I can share it with you. Uh, leadership is not taking charge. Leadership is taking care of those in your charge and and that's uh that's really what helps me uh during some of the more difficult times during all this
0: you know you kind of talked to i mean you alluded to it this is brand new this is all nobody has a playbook nobody has the blueprint of how to handle this what has what are you most proud of with the front office on how they've handled
2: this
3: Ooh, another great question. Um, Hey, thank you. I'm I'm absolutely uh, proud of the way we have treated everyone we are ultimately responsible for. Um, Obviously, the fans want to hear about the players and their their, um, activities during all this. I can tell you that we are sparing no uh, expense, no energy uh, in terms of how we're taking care of our players, not just from a housing and food perspective. Uh, but from a sports psychology uh, and physical fitness perspective um, they are they are absolutely as well taken care of uh, as we can make them Um, I, i can't speak to how other teams are handling their um their player pool at this time but i can tell you that i'm incredibly proud of how we have handled ours to this point um the other, the other point I'd, I'd make is we have staff, uh, both full-time, part-time, and seasonal, uh, and we're doing our best to manage that in what are obviously very difficult times. Uh, and to a person on our staff, I would say that regardless of what their employment and situation is with our, us right now, um, I, I, I can absolutely share with you that they have been nothing but gracious and understanding of the very difficult position we're in as a team.
1: Now, Matt, you've obviously been very involved with the players, but can't do so at a, at a close level, you know, we, a very minimum six feet of distance, but it seems like everything is going over zoom or Skype or whatever, yeah. whatever meeting system you're going through right now. How, uh, how is that involvement with the players and keeping them up to speed on how, what the team is doing, what the league is doing, uh, how has that been, you know, a challenge? How have you been received by the players as you've been trying to, to make every, everything transparent to them?
3: Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. There's no easy answer there. I will tell you that um, I've personally spoken with each of the players uh, within the last few days uh, on an individual basis. Um, and generally speaking, I think across the board, uh, they have been very appreciative of all uh, that we have provided, which is always you know, great to be appreciated. Uh, I will also tell you that the coaching staff holds daily um, conference calls specifically through Zoom uh, with the entire roster um, that I think are, are, are a great way to, um, I don't want to say replace because there's obviously no direct replacement for a daily training regimen as a group, uh, but it's the best we can do. Um, And and again, I'll come back to our our coaching staff led by Jay Mims, who has a a wonderful ability to create a a true sense of team, even in what can only be described as incredibly challenging times.
0: So with that, I mean, how how have you been communicating with other teams in the league and and what kind of what are you guys sharing in those conversations if you are having conversations with other teams on how they're handling
3: this? Yeah, so. Um, short answer is it seems like that every day I have an endless series of conference calls, uh, zoom calls, um, video chats, you name it. Uh, we are constantly in communication with both our league office as well as other USL league one teams, uh, and increasingly, uh, USL championship teams, uh, because there's, there's no getting around the fact that we obviously are all in this together. Um, and many of, many of the challenges we face are not specific to USL League One. They're, they're absolutely applicable to the championship, even though their season obviously had kicked off. Most teams, I believe, had, had played just the one game. Uh, but they're in season, where we, whereas we had yet to kick off. Um, I, I'll tell you that there's a range of attitudes and, and um, operational realities uh, among all USL teams. Um, some have completely gone dark. Uh, and And absolutely gone down to the bare minimum of staffing and engagement, uh, whereas others and I put us in this latter category have done everything we can to keep up our public communication uh, with our fans and continue to engage our fan base and, and of course our players and staff as well and our community as well um, so I, I continue to be um, emboldened by the fact uh, that everyone here in our community here in Omaha is, has a tr- true sense of being in this together um, and that I'd absolutely put us at the very top of operational excellence uh, when it comes to how, how we're reacting to everything that's infol- unfolding around us. Um, but, but again, short answer to your question is we've been in constant contact with both, both other teams uh, at our level, uh, as well as the league office, uh, getting all the most up-to-date information. Uh, and sharing our opinions uh, on the best way to move forward, given all the uncertainties that, that we're experiencing.
1: Now, Matt, uh, this question might be a little bit more difficult since we are a brand new team. But throughout the league, we've seen you know, instances where teams are trying to reach out to the community, give back. Um, I believe it was uh, New Mexico United, uh it's or like players are starting to sew masks for the community um, around them. And you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of that. Has the team been involved in any sort of community outreach efforts to try and help the, the people that we're ultimately going to be uh, seeing in the stands, uh, you know, and maybe draw in some other people who would be interested if they if they knew that the team was out there doing good? Uh,
3: yes, the answer is unequivocally yes. Uh, I can tell you that as of the time of this recording, uh, we have some pretty darn big plans uh, to make a big splash here over the next uh, few days and weeks uh, with um, some specific initiatives to do just that. Uh, but if I shared them with you, At the time of this recording, with the understanding that this is going to be broadcast beginning this Thursday, uh, it would unfortunately spoil some of the surprises we have in mind. Dang it. Um, (laughs) So I I will tell you, I will tell you that uh, when it is all announced, my sincere hope and expectation is you come back to me and say, wow, I'm glad you didn't spoil that for us. That was great. Uh, That was meaningful. That was impactful in our community. And we're proud to be associated with the team because of those those initiatives. I I realize that's not as specific as you probably would like right now, um, but I'm going to ask uh, you to trust me on that one.
0: Well, gosh, dang it, Matt. We got you on so that you could break news (laughs) and stuff like that. We need something. I mean, gosh, we need some type of clickbait. Uh, I
3: I hear you. I hear you. Uh, (laughs) You you, you need me to break some news.
0: Um, Yeah, you got any news-breaking stuff that you could share with us right now?
3: I do. I do. I'm I'm ready to tell you about Mr. Mystery.
0: Okay. Pat, Pat, are you ready? Are you ready for this? All right, let's go, Matt. Tell us about Mr.
3: Mystery. Mr. Mystery, goalkeeper, <laughs> number 21 on our roster, uh, will be a young man by the name of Sam Howard. Whoa. Sam comes to us from Fresno, where he played last year, uh, and uh, has impressed greatly. Uh, in his short time with the team. Um, for those fans that were at the Creighton uh, preseason exhibition game, he was that mystery goalkeeper that I saw for the very first time uh, behind the North goal. Uh, and just as overtime was about to kick off, I ran up uh, behind him and asked him what his name was because I had never met him before. Um, oh, but wow. that, that seems like a lifetime ago, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, that, so, I actually – yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so we're, we're incredibly excited to welcome Sam. Uh, to the uh, to the team as our second rostered goalkeeper uh, and uh, and we're excited to have him with the group he's obviously been with the group since just before the Creighton uh, exhibition um, but we have not formally announced him until just now wow wow now
0: what is, what is Matt I, I mean Matt I mean when it comes to Signing these guys, what's that process like for you guys? I, I think I might have asked this before, but I mean how do you find these guys? How do you get involved? How how does that what's that process look like?
3: So every player signing is a little bit different. Um, you know, the the reality is is Jay Mims has a, a fantastic network, uh, both domestically and increasingly internationally as well. Uh remember Jay comes uh, primarily from the college game, first and foremost, from his time at Creighton, Penn State, and obviously uh, UNO. Uh, so his network of American college coaches is, is right up there with the very best in the country. Um, and considering the international player limits that all USL League One teams have to abide by, that's a- as important a trait in a recruiter as we could ever hope for in a, in a head coach. Um, So the the reality is, is that as we talk to um, players, previous coaches, their agents, um, other scouts throughout our network of contacts, we have profiles that we put out there. uh, And we evaluate players based on a variety of factors, not the least of which is their reputation off the field, uh, because as Jay Mims will be the first to tell you, uh, character is everything for us. Uh, and a player can be an absolute superstar on the field, but if they don't fit into the overall model uh, that Jay has put together um, in terms of being a, of solid and, and uh, great character off the field, uh, then it's, it's most likely going to be a situation that, that we're not going to want to put ourselves in. Um, and I think uh, that that was borne out during what can only be described as a very odd uh, preseason uh, that obviously came to an abrupt end right after our trip to Minnesota with the team jelling so, so darn quickly. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to understate some of the results that, um, that we were able to get in preseason. And I know that, there, you're gonna ha- that we're going to have listeners out there that are going to say, you know, he's crazy to be talking about results in preseason when the games didn't count. Uh, newsflash, that's all we've got to go on right now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I'm I'm going to take what I can get for now, and until the games uh, resume, and until they count for real, I'm absolutely going to look at uh, look at what we were able to accomplish to date, and uh, and be very proud of of those accomplishments.
1: Now, Matt, I've got a little bit of a multi-part question here. Uh, first of all, what did X pay Sam to uh, to take the loss in the FIFA tournament?
3: So supposedly the answer is nothing. Supposedly. Um, you know, I, I, supposedly. I, the, the reality is, is I don't know. I will tell you that I asked him that question directly. And, and I can only assume, I don't know that we'll ever know the answer, but I, I, I can only assume that me calling him directly during the game to find out what the heck was going on, because he had just talked so much trash in the lead up, right? Uh, that, that I, I somehow got under his skin and motivated him into what can only be considered to be an epic comeback.
1: Now, now my follow-up there is, as we've competed very well in preseason, we have now played against other, other teams throughout the league in multiple competitions. Uh, not only FIFA, but also Rocket League. And oh, yeah. we're, we're taking that winning to an entirely new level uh what has been you know, taking our our game to the esports league with you no know, our esports players as well as uh being represented in the USL memes tournament uh the EUUSL FIFA tournament uh with some of our own players and front office staff
3: so here's where I'll I'll admit that anyone who knows me knows that I am competitive to a fault <laughs> and if you thought for a second that we were just entering any of those events or tournaments that you just mentioned, just to make up the numbers or just for some nice fluffy PR doesn't know me very well. I mean, I just hit an overhead smash at my eight year old son on the tennis court earlier today. Um, And, uh, and look, that's, that's the way it goes. So when, when uh, some of our PR staff came to me and told me how great it would be if we had, you know, player X or player Y, play for us in rocket league they may not do too well but it, it would be great pr i looked at them and said are you no. kidding me? We're in this to win it so we absolutely went out and found the supporters that were the best at the at their various games uh and in the combination of jake mickelson and wesley mims um have done great so far uh throughout group play Um, But I I think it's a a foregone conclusion that uh, that the knockout stages of Rocket League will be a totally different conversation. Um, And Tucson, FC Tucson is the team to beat. Uh, So I'm hopeful uh, that uh, that by the time we play them, either in the quarters, if we finish second in the group or hopefully in the championship, uh, if we finish first in the group. Uh, that will look back on this and say, "Wow, I'm glad uh, Union Omaha took it seriously because that was really." So, awesome. I mean,
0: when you were hired to, to be the COO of Union Omaha, were you ready for Rocket League to talk about Rocket League? Did you know anything about Rocket League before you had this job? I mean, well, I mean, how do you even prepare for this?
3: Um, I, so there's a multiple the part to question. The first couple questions was, "Is, is definitely <laughs> no. I, I'm not going to pretend to have been an expert on Rocket League specifically." Uh, but, you know, like many other people, I, I enjoy video games, uh, specifically FIFA. Uh, and I know, uh, first and foremost, that if you find uh, an individual with a lot of free time on their hands, a la high school kids uh, and occasionally college kids, that generally speaking, they're going to be right. pretty good at their video game of choice. And, uh, and Wesley Mims continues to impress.
1: With a goal differential of, what was it, 43 Something to 1? <laughs> yeah yep Yeah. Uh,
3: so so Wesley's uh win in the second group stage game I believe was 34-0
1: yeah no uh, we we were all watching that and uh no clearly not together maintaining our social distance but messaging back and forth on that and that that wasn't necessarily so much a, a game as it was just it, it was a slaughter uh no it, if the Mims family can be uh be trusted in the esports realm I, I can 't wait to see what he leads our boys to do who uh, Jay leads our boys to do uh, on the field
2: so I, maybe, I
3: couldn't so. agree more, Luke. I, I will tell you the best part of that story is Jay Mim's calling me up and saying, "You know, my nephew plays that game. I think he might be pretty good
1: that 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 might be the understatement of the year. <laughs>
3: yes indeed
0: so i mean when it comes to i mean have you how has the interaction with that tournament been from the fans to the front office
3: it's been a ton of fun you know i i i I will reiterate what the league office has said which is they all got into this with you know the most lighthearted of intentions to provide some you know fun distraction during some really stressful times um, and it's taken off and it's, it's exceeded all expectations. You know, the, the, the fact that we're watching our logo on ESPN three, when I click through to the app and get to see our logo on there, um, even if it's a video game that, that I, I think it's fair to say a fair number of fans hadn't experienced before and don't have any other interest in the reality is, is it's a fun distraction and it's fun to talk trash about and, and, um, and create some banter between teams and between leagues. Uh, so I will tell you that uh, it, it's been a lot of fun to be associated with it. Um, and most importantly, when it's all said and done, uh, is the charitable aspect of it. So I know that uh, that our fight for um, for fundraising efforts for the Omaha Foundation, uh, which is our charity of choice, uh, is, uh, is hopefully going to be appreciated and, and make a positive impact in our community.
1: No. Uh, Matt, this the charitable aspect there obviously is fantastic. As we've mentioned earlier, we've seen a lot of that throughout the league, and knowing that's going towards the COVID relief in in the Omaha area is is great. And putting, giving us players to get us the to the point where we can actually do that. But between the esports that I'm seeing through Union Omaha and the Belarusian Premier League. No, uh, pretty limited on the the live live sports. So I'm gonna ask you next time Spurs play
2: Chelsea, ooh.
0: how badly is
2: oh, Chelsea to lose?
0: Oh, Matt,
2: how badly? So I have now. To-
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have to ask a qualifying okay. question because the reality is is that you know at the time everything was suspended. Spurs were without two of their better or their best attacking players. Mm. Obviously, Harry Kane and, and uh, Sun were, were both out injured. Now, one of the unintended uh, benefits of all of this is they have had some more time to get fit. Um, so if Spurs are at full strength, I like our chances against anyone. Mm. Anyone. The, the best in the world. But if we're playing you know, with, uh, with something less than a full-strength squad, uh, i would i will absolutely concede that against a, a great side like chelsea um, no, don't give that that, that. Uh, that we would, uh, that we would struggle i'm sorry you mean <laughs> oh god that was uh, so let me
0: tell you something matt we're that not so just only a great side we're a world class side see as a club that wins champions leagues fa cup we sniff our nose at fa fa cups if we win an fa cup it's like oh ho hum i guess we'll take another cup see world class is the word you're looking for okay no No, i mean it's how how are you guys we talked to gary green the other day and i'm assuming you listened how are you guys getting set for the start of the season because it looks as though the mlb is talking about their season coming back golf is talking about their season coming back how are you guys getting set up and how are you guys beginning to plan on your first game is it just like normal, or are you going to have people separated a little bit more? What's that conversation like right now?
3: So the reality is, is we have to plan for everything, um, which is is obviously pretty tough considering we we still haven't hosted a game. We're still hopeful we can have a soft opening of sorts, um, you know, some type of preseason event at Warner Park for our season ticket holders. That dry run that allows us to see how everything works uh, because it's important to note that we didn't get to play Bellevue in the um, scrimmage that we were supposed to have back on Friday, April 3rd. Um, and, and we really needed that to ensure that we could do everything we needed to do to host a great soccer event at Warner Park. So I, I still remain very hopeful that we'll be able to do something similar before a regular season game commences at Warner Park uh, so we can see all of the logistics from flipping the field uh, to traffic patterns um, to um, to fan engagement and interaction uh, with the understanding that the breaks in play of a soccer game are fundamentally different, obviously, than a baseball game. So the park, of course, was originally created for baseball and all of the breaks in play and in between innings and concession areas and sight lines and, and all that great stuff uh, that that baseball fans have come to enjoy. We have a lot of work to do when it comes to making Werner Park soccer friendly and creating that home field atmosphere uh, that is going to be so important when it comes to helping our team um, on the field and creating an environment where they feel supported. Uh, So I'm not going to sit here and pretend uh, that we have all of the answers right now. We don't have the experience to have all of the answers. What I can tell you is, is we've assembled assembled a staff uh, that is very well-placed to learn all of the answers on how we can create an absolute dynamite game experience for all of our fans, um, that, that come out to support us hopefully on a regular basis.
1: Now, Matt, this is entirely a fan service question because I feel like every time we ask for questions, uh, this one comes up, but, when are we seeing jerseys?
0: Damn it. That was my question. I <laughs> just wrote that question down. Gosh dang it. You stole my question, Luke. <laughs> Every time. Legitimately, I'll be – I was talking with a friend of mine who is like somewhat interested in Union Omaha. He was like, oh, what does the jerseys look like? I was like, well, they're not released yet. He's like, well, do you know? Well, I don't know.
3: Um, while I cannot give you a specific answer in terms of a date – What I can tell you as of right now is that we have not, never stopped working on it. Uh, Not COVID-19, not the suspension of league play. um, Nothing stopped us plowing ahead in terms of creating a jersey that our team and our community and our fans would all be proud of. Uh, So I I am not going to sit here and tell you it wasn't a massive challenge before uh, COVID-19. Uh, and that, that uh, the suspension of league play and social distancing didn't make it that much more challenging. Um, but I remain incredibly hopeful that when we are ready to uh, unveil our game jerseys for the 2020 season, that our fans, if not immediately, then soon thereafter, can appreciate how much time and energy and work went into um, creating them and, and getting them ready for, uh, for purchase. So I, I, I can only share with you right now that we're working hard on it every when, day. Not a day goes by where, uh, where we don't put time and energy and effort into when it.
0: When you say that you're working on it, is it the design? Is it the sponsorships? Like, what do you
3: mean by that? It's the sponsorships. Okay. Uh, the design, the design um, with our, along with our friends at Nike, uh, has been in place for a, a good while now. It was absolutely finding the right partners, plural, because obviously there's on on most jerseys there's there's at least uh a two as in a front as well as a um a sleeve uh and then occasionally a back under the numbers partner uh we needed to go out and find the right partners uh to to be essentially our presenting partner for uh for the 2020 inaugural season um and and anyone who tells you that anything like that is easy uh has never done it <laughs> guarantee you that
1: now, Matt, I feel like I'd be very, very wrong if I didn't ask this, because we've heard asked every player we've interviewed so far uh, that we'll be releasing in you know the coming weeks and months. Um, what are your expectations now seeing these guys having played, done extremely well against MLS side, done extremely well against championship sides, crushed college sides, What's your expectation when we finally do get a season for us to, uh, you know, behave in that season, for us to perform in that season?
3: So it's, it's obviously a question that I've thought a lot about, uh, not just in the ramp up to preseason, but throughout, uh, you know, ever since the the team assembled back in early February. Um, And and I don't think my, my thought process has ever really wavered. Um, We're not putting a team out onto the field just to make up the numbers. Uh, we're putting a team out onto the field to compete, win from day one, and, and be something that our entire community can be proud to support. Um, so while I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that we're going to win USL League One this year, uh, in year one, I can tell you it's not because we're not going to try damn hard to do, so, to do that. Um, we, we absolutely want to go for it all. Uh, And anything short of um, qualifying for the league one playoffs, whatever form that takes uh, and challenging for trophies immediately uh, would, would absolutely be a disappointment. We have high expectations for this group and always have. Well, I mean,
0: that's what everybody's kind of been saying. Just playoffs, just get to the playoffs because anything can happen in the playoffs. But Matt, if I was a fan and I really wanted to support the team. Is there anywhere where I could go to get Union Omaha gear to show my support in the Omaha community? I mean, what a plug. I mean, come on. That is a professional
3: plug if I've ever done one. (laughs) I'll tell you that we put uh, put a lot of effort and time and sweat and tears into the official Union Omaha app for both Apple and Android devices. Uh, and embedded in the app is the team store. So whether or not you have the app or not, you can access our team store through our website. Uh, It's open 24 seven. It's got a great selection um, of all of our team gear, including team scarves, uh, zips um, that, that ultra popular all volt uh, long sleeve quarter zip uh, is, is available in all sizes uh, through the app and through the, uh, through the, um, website uh, all through the online team store uh and i can tell you that when our jerseys are released you'll be able to see them right there in the team store um it's important to remember that a, a, wow probably over a month ago we did a, start the process of pre-selling uh our game jerseys both the primary black as well as the secondary white uh so sales for that um have been steady since we made that announcement um uh, so fans still have the ability to pre-order our game jerseys through the online store, uh, again, either through the app or through the mobile website or the traditional website for that matter. Uh, and um, and those will be the very first fans to get their hands on the jersey as soon as it's available for sale.
1: No, I'm definitely holding on to my certificate kit. Uh, with uh, I, I wish that was an intentional pun, but that's a team-made pun. So That was a good uh-huh. pun.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I thought. I I would yeah, I was buying it. I, I'm not going to take the personal credit for that. I will tell you uh, that we all got a good chuckle when we heard it. So
0: <laughs> well, hey Matt, thank you so much for taking time out of your night to come hang out with us and uh, supporting the team and uh, keep keep up, keep up the good work that you guys are doing, spreading the word and uh, keeping up the team spirits throughout the whole entire city.
3: Definitely my pleasure, guys. I really appreciate the time and all you do to help us spread the word about the team and our activities. Uh, and I'm I'm anxious to be able to share more with you as as we get closer to playing games. Awesome. Again. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, you Matt. You got it, guys. Thank you you too. well.
0: Again, thank you so much, Matt, for coming on. You've been such a great support to this podcast and doing so much. Great interview. But a little bit of a disclaimer. Sam Howard, the goalie that we signed, he was signed before coronavirus uh, he's already been on the team. He was already signed. This is just the first time that they've been able to announce it. Luke, obviously you've been able to decipher about Sam Howard and think about what what this signing does for the team. What are your thoughts about that?
1: You know Sam Howard brings us a great level of experience um, coming in from Fresno last year, and that team. Due to the regulations that are now required going or having to cease operations. He he's a great addition going to put a lot of depth there. Um, you know, we talked to, to Rashid and you know, he's an absolutely fantastic choice, but having that backup just in case it is especially a backup of that quality it is fantastic.
0: You know, we did. We just got off the phone with Rashid the other day, and I, the thing that stood out to me the most about the Rashid interview, which you guys will listen to here in a couple of weeks, he is so hungry. I I don't know. I think that's what I like about it. I like that Sam Howard's on the team adds a little bit of extra oomph to the to those practices. I would assume. Uh, but I, again, like you said, it's nice to have an experienced goalkeeper as your backup. Or, I mean. Even as a start, I mean, Sam could start if he plays. I mean, sure. but Rashid's Rashid's got it pretty locked down as of right now. I think.
1: Agreed. Agreed here.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, when you only give up what, how many goals? Like two goals in the whole preseason. I think you have. I think job security is at a premium.
1: No, he he's sitting in a significantly better spot than I, I would have imagined us before uh, before we had a goalkeeper announced. But Luke. so I. I I really uh, appreciate like the way the team's been building and the fact that we, we have have this and have those hungry, hungry players. Oh
0: yeah. And it's evident. We have so many player interviews. We've even have some non-player interviews coming up here shortly. So make sure you keep tuning into that because we have a lot of great content, even through coronavirus, even when there's no games, we still have a ton of great content for you guys. Also, Make sure you go to our our uh, Twitter and on our Facebook page. Who gives a hoot on Facebook and W G A H underscore pod on Twitter. Our pin tweet and Make sure you sign up for our brand new Who gives a Who gives a hoot scarf designed by Nolan. Uh, he designed uh, he designed it, and I think they look awesome. I mean, they look awesome.
1: Uh, I've got a whole bunch of them sitting in my house, and you know. Opening that first one up, it looks fantastic. Really excited by it.
0: It does well. Coming up, uh, shortly, we have a player interview with Tyler David. I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, let's tease it a little bit. What'd you think about the Tyler David interview?
1: No, Tyler is one of our more experienced players on the team. He's you no, know, we we used it to describe Rashid, but talking to Tyler, he he's hungry for. Hungry to play, he's it's been over a year due to an injury since he's had a game by the time we actually start playing. Uh, you know, he's had some time internationally, he's an MLS draftee. He, he's gonna just do fantastic things, and I'm excited to see Union Omaha being that stepping stone for him to move on to even better things down at the line.
2: When we were, you guys ready for our oh, hot take? Geez, yeah, sure. If Matt Homanoff was a player, he would be Tyler Davis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Oof>. <laughs> how so pat you can't just say that without explaining
2: well i i i love that you asked oh, that question it's like um so <laughs> if you think about it yeah right if you think if you think about it okay. right matt hamanoff since our first interview even up till you know the second interview recurring guest, recurring guy, guest. um he he uh, you know he's just He's excited. He's energetic. He's ready to go. And if you listen to the Tyler David interview, you're going to think the exact same way. Now, granted, obviously Tyler David is not the COO, but like... Do you think... In in terms of personality.
0: Yeah, but in terms of personality, because they are... They have like a... You're right about that, because they both have this like subdued excitement, and they're both extremely competitive. You could tell by the conversation with Tyler David that he is extremely competitive and he wants to get out there and prove that he was worth that draft pick a couple of years ago. He wants to go out there and prove that he is worth that money. And so I, and I was obviously in that Matt interview, he said, I'm the most competitive person I know I'm not going into it, not wanting to win. So I, okay, I can kind of see it, Pat. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to the Who, who Gives a Who podcast. <laughs> Make sure you rate, subscribe, unsubscribe, leave a review, and we'll read your five star reviews on the next podcast, hopefully. Uh, and we will talk to you guys soon. Because who gives a hoot? Let's, let's try this remotely. Are you guys ready? Because who who gives a hoot? We we we, we 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 do, do. we do. <laughs> yeah.